With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Enjoy today easily the best of the next couple. Partly sunny in 69. Increasing clouds tonight. Some rain by morning. Low temperature about 50 degrees. And then Thursday, off and on rain, high of 65. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. It's 48 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. You're fired. Well, <laughs> you had to say oh, it again classic. yesterday. The man investigating possible ties between Russia and members of the Trump campaign is out of a job after being fired by the president. The White House released a statement yesterday saying FBI Director James Comey had been let go. The statement said President Trump acted on recommendations from Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. A letter by Rosenstein said Comey was fired because he mishandled the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails while Secretary of State. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Comey confirmed in March the FBI was conducting a probe over possible Russian ties with Trump's campaign and legislators from both sides of the aisle speaking out about the firing. In a statement, North Carolina Republican Senator Richard Burr says he's troubled by the timing and reasoning behind the termination. He added Comey's dismissal is complicating an already difficult investigation by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence into the Russian interference in the election. Democratic Congressman Joaquin Castro of Texas called President Trump's decision to fire Comey extremely suspicious. Castro is a member of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, which is also looking into the Russia matter. And Congressman Elijah Cummings is calling for emergency hearings. The Maryland Democrats says lawmakers need immediate testimony from Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Comey. They said Comey was like giving a speech or something like that to other FBI cadets. And then in the background, there was a TV that says that said had a news scroll that said James Comey fired. And he was like, ha ha, guys, that's pretty funny. And then all of a sudden, like all his people came in and like ushered him off the stage. That's a bad yeah. way to learn he, about he, that. He thought it Yikes. was a prank. Where's Aston Kuster? <laughs> What's his Aston name? Kuster. Ashton Kuster. I meant is Jared this, Kushner. Is this yeah. that darn Ronsk Prubitz? <laughs> Jared Kushner is going to be the next director of the FBI, of course, because he's basically been tasked with fixing the entire world. I mean, I guess because of all of his fast qualifications. I mean, we knew this guy liked firing people going into the job. Good point. But he's firing people I didn't even know could be fired. The attorney general, the FBI director. This reminds me of that. Uh, U.S. attorneys. Remember that scene in Seinfeld where Elaine buys the like $700 fur hat and she's being investigated by her auditor. And he's like, this won't stand. I'm going to recommend you be fired. And she goes, can I fire you? And he goes, no. And that was just it. That's what this reminds me. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. The only people he's fired, uh, really, though, uh, are uh, were independently investigating him. Well, I don't get it. Can so he's isn't he testifying in front of the House 
later this week or something Today like that. in a closed door meeting. So, but he still gets to do that. He doesn't like, that's not off the table now, I, right? He's just not directing the investigation. So. And yeah. somebody who gets appointed can actually shut the investigation down and say, yep, there's nothing here. We're done. And then release no more classified information to people with Congress classification clearance. So that could happen. And then it all goes away because they said on Fox News last night that the only good that, that the real good thing here is now they can they're going after Hillary Clinton. They're going to get an FBI director who's going to really go after Hillary Clinton. Finally. And the Russia thing can go away. That's what Sarah Huckabee, whatever the hell her name is. She said, "It's time for the Russia investigation to be done. We're done with this." And she is taking the place of Sean Spicer today at the White House briefing. Yeah, she's the deputy. Oh yeah, yeah. Press secretary or whatever. Mike Huckabee's she, daughter. She's uh, she's guest spotted on a couple of them yeah. already. Yeah. So she's doing that one today instead of Spicer. Maybe he's getting therapy because <laughs> they know Spicer would just screw because he screwed up yesterday. Like, well, he screws up every day, but like three times. <laughs> what what kind of uh, of anti anxiety medication do you think Spicy's on? Oh my God! Can you All imagine being shoved yeah. out in Everyone. front of a white hot spotlight in front of the most brutal journalists on the world and having to just t- toe the line and ant- like just get questioned and grilled every single day? No, if- he's probably eating <laughs> Zoloft, Paxil, Prozac. He's got Snickers, but instead of uh, <laughs> instead of peanuts on the inside, it's just yeah, yeah, Chocolate beta blockers, covered Xanax. <laughs> chocolate-covered Xanax. Yeah, possibly, but uh, people were calling it Nixonian. But Nixon didn't fire the FBI director. No, he, but he fired the special prosecutor. Right. Bill Clinton did. Fire we don't the have FBI director. Yeah, because that guy was His financial impropriety, or yeah, he was a, that guy was a complete sideshow. Um, he was using legit like, reasons. federal funding to build a fence in his Not, backyard. You're getting too close. Nixon fired the special prosecutor. We don't have one of those yet, and now you might not get one. Well, I still they... think because of the grand juries that have convened already and sent out subpoenas yesterday, which was really the reason why Comey got fired, it, that it may be too late. It doesn't matter. Enough people have seen the evidence, and the investigation is in a court already, like right, it's in, in the motion. it's in the it's process. All, the courts Someone are already handling it. Yeah. it, so it may have been a, too little, too late, uh, and that's quite a coincidence. A bunch of subpoenas go out from the grand jury. You're fired. Investigating Trump's ties to Russia, and he fires the guy who was leading that investigation. I mean, it's kind of seems transparent. Very much so, as it has from day one. That's what I can't wrap my head around because I'm so into conspiracy theories and there's so much smoke in this one place. I'm like, there's, I, I'm like saying like, no, this this can't be it. It's way too obvious. It can't be this. Yeah, there's got to be some it's other too twist. Obvious. I mean, wait a second. This is the build up for the launch of FBI Apprentice. <laughs> I knew it. This is the guy, don't forget, who all along in the campaign says, what's wrong with Russia? Why would it be bad if we were friends with Russia? And then says, "I know Putin. We're good friends. I don't know Putin. Never let me let me uh, let me say I don't know the man." And then tells another interviewer, I, "I have a very good relationship with him." Says he has no business dealings there. And his son says, uh, "In an we interview, we have all the business dealings. We there. We, we don't need <laughs> banks from America. We get all our money from Russia." 
So it's not as if there hasn't been a ton of red flags thrown in your face. People have been just screaming at you to not believe your lying eyes. It's right there. If anything, he has been the worst at conspiracy, you know, cover up. not even cover, just doing it. He was the worst actor in the world. I don't have anything to go on what, in Russia. Nothing. And then Sessions brings it up in his testimony uh, to, to the Senate when he was being confirmed without being asked about <laughs> it. Here's my question to you then. If he's so bad at it, he got elected president. He can't be that bad at it. No, he's so, that, that is my point. He's so bad and so overt that people are like, well, I mean, he couldn't possibly be. Well, isn't that the genius bad? of the whole thing? I'm not saying there's not brilliance to it. Look, he's very talented at a lot of things. <laughs> I They're had... just really, it's like, so was Hitler. And I don't mean to make the Hitler comparison, because I always say Taylor Swift's, like, to me, I'm impressed with her, but, like, in the way that I'm impressed with what Hitler did. I don't like just it. Just the organizational yeah, aspect. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, like, I mean, people. boy, it really must have taken a lot. Uh, hate what it stood for. Uh, but, you know, wow, couldn't have done it. I think that that's exactly what it is. It was so unbelievably in your face. People are like, yeah, you know what? Let We like Russia now. And then 60% of Republicans polled all of a sudden had a favorable opinion of Vladimir Putin, the guy who murders journalists and murders his opponents. They're all buying Evgeny Kuznetsov jerseys. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you got to wonder tonight. Which one of these guys is a double agent? We... So- People think Malkin is, but I say no. He fled. He <laughs> fled Russia, if you he remember. Defected. Yep, that's right. Well, that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just been a plant the entire time. A key witness in the cases against two men charged in that deadly Wilkinsburg ambush case is facing charges after allegedly threatening a judge. Police say Frederick Collins threatened Judge Donna Jo McDaniel and her granddaughter after she refused to let him take back a plea agreement in a case against him. He's now charged with terroristic threats and retaliation. He may be called as a witness against the two men charged with killing five people and an unborn baby during a Wilkinsburg backyard barbecue in 2016. A new study is linking common painkillers to an increased risk of heart attack. Scientists at the University of Montreal Hospital Research Center studied over-the-counter painkillers known as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which include ibuprofen and naproxen. The study found that people using the drugs had a 20 to 50 percent higher risk of heart attack regardless of dosage. The risk appeared to decline when the painkillers were no longer taken. The drugs were not proven, however, to be a direct cause of the heart attack. An Australian man who apparently doesn't make smart decisions thought it would be fun to jump off his boat with a rope and try to lasso a shark by the tail, cowboy style. Oh, my God. What an Australian (laughs) thing to do. Predictably, the shark did not appreciate that and chewed off a chunk of the guy's thigh. The guy and his buddy then responded as if the shark had somehow instigated the attack. They dragged the wild animal out of the water using the rope and then killed it. After wrapping a bandage around the guy's leg, he posed for a picture with his kill. Once the adrenaline had subsided a bit, he thought about what he had done and said, it was a quick and regrettable decision I realized was a stupid move. I love that he then exacted bloody vengeance on the shark that chewed his thigh off. Yeah. <laughs> the shark just... Been- 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It a matter of, like, just... Dude, what are you doing? I can't... People are watching. I can't just let you jump in and lasso me. I'll never be able to hunt in these waters again. (laughs) Did you guys see the video, or rather the picture of the guy naked humping that shark? No. This you know shark? What I'm talking- oh, my no, no, God, yes, yes. Slack, you know what I'm talking about, right? So somebody claimed that it was the University of Florida football coach. It's a picture of a guy humping a shark. Butt naked. So somebody's taking it from, like, the, like, second tier of a boat, like, the, where the hull is, I the guess. second deck? Not steel, the hull, the steering. The crow's I, I, nest? Thank you. The cr- Whatever. I don't know. I, I'm not very nautically uh, uh Did he have a telescope and a sextant so he could track the north star well whatever so, that level is right above the poop yeah. deck right well this guy is naked on top of a dead shark in the boat who did, did we get any clearance on who that ended up being there um i haven't heard yet. i've heard the university of florida coach i've heard the rumor that it's the jimmy johns guy the jimmy john now jimmy johns <laughs> for their part they denied that was their ceo and it's like this. This is the guy that can was, you see his face or just yeah. is it is you it just butt he, cheeks? He's smiling at the camera. He's a he's he's a thick fella, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, we know it's not well, Papa you could John. Take that a couple of ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's naked. Yeah, you can't really see him. You, you just is mean this, his stature. Is this explicit or funny? Uh, I mean, weird in that. No, like, is he doing actually doing things to the shark, or is, or is he, he like he's being he's like pretending to hump it? Here's the picture, right? Hump it or ride it? I don't know if uh, I want like a like, horse. I mean, it so. looks like he could be riding it. He, he's probably that's his excuse. I was. Would riding you ride a horse it. naked? Here, Val. Sorry. Oh. See him. Oh yeah, no, that's he's doing vulgar things. Vulgar things, Val. That's mm-hmm. right. He's doing that's, vulgar that's, things. That's Val like said. Oh, he's doing vulgar things. Oh, Valerie. So Val, think, so Val, you think that's Jimmy John's guy? I don't think that's him. You don't think that's a joke? You think that's like a a, a derelict no, perversion? I think it's a I think it's a joke, but he's joking about doing vulgar things. Oh, yes. not okay. like yes. he's not Adam Cowboy. Not like that. So they went like shark hunting and uh, killed a shark. Landed this one. Wait. <sighs> Wasn't there a show about this on Discovery? <laughs> <laughs> I totally Discovery, forgot about that. Yeah, Shark Week. During Shark Week. Those poor sharks. Yeah, I... I compl- some of them are... On, you got to admit, some of, some of uh, those sharks are pretty hot. They, yeah, they, they have a show about... They might... that. Bill, you're right. I think they were filming the show. Shark Week continues on the Discovery Channel with the two craziest shark divers you've ever met. Pete McCormick. And Paul Rowland. Look at that hammerhead! What a thing of beauty! Would you look at the tail on that thing? (sighs) My God. They just don't swim with the sharks. I don't know about you, but my wetsuit just got a lot tighter. They tried to f*** them. Oh, man. 
I nerfed Shark! I mean, look at the... Look at the fins on that thing! Dude! Oh, I am so gonna f*** that shark! Do it, man! <laughs> that shark! Shark It's all a part of Shark Week. Only That's on Discovery. We were just filming an episode of Shark Effers. Do you know how Season drunk two. you'd have to be to even drop trowel anywhere near a shark dead or alive? Right. They have six rows of teeth. They're Don't they have death spasms where they can, like, clamp down on stuff? <laughs> right. They have teeth like people are waiting for Steeler season tickets. <laughs> yeah, there's a waiting list. There's like list. nine in line. Well, did you see the story about the porn star who was shooting a scene underwater earlier? Or like late last week, I should say. No. And Molly Cavilli is a porn star. Is that her stage name? I doubt uh, it. I don't know if that's her confirmation name, Val, but she... Uh, it's not trashy enough to be her porn I mean, name. oh my God, in this picture, I mean, that, that's quite a gash. The, that shark. Wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> the shark took a bite out of her leg. Oh, while oh. she was filming a porn scene underwater in salt water. Shark Cage was the promo she was uh, filming for the adult company Casmoda, and uh, several lemon sharks circled the cage where she was in, and they <laughs> got they. Oh my god! Oh, they really got her foot pretty bad. And um, I guess that ends her porn career. And got her leg. Here's how no. sick, here's how sick no, guys now are. She, the, right. Now she's a specialist. Just a different genre. There's six guys out there that are into mangled shark <laughs> foot porn. I was going to say, that's how gross guys are. A guy was probably like, we could still finish the scene though, right? I mean, let's just do, let's be professionals. Here's the, uh, ah! I told you. That's uh-uh. nasty. Yeah. Not interesting. No. No, you know, no someone's looking at that. Into that wound. Mm-hmm. Right, go ahead and Pretty skip. bad, right? Yeah, well, Valerie's been yeah. bit by sharks like that. Yeah. Just, like just put some tussing on it. It yeah. like uh, cut her Achilles tendon is what it looks like. Ugh. It's pretty nasty looking. Oh, well. I was like, rub some clay on it. You'll be fine. So that's that, yeah. She probably has prescriptions around for something that will fix it. <laughs> Chocolate-covered Xanax, I'm guessing. <sighs> some antibiotics for something. Oh, yeah. Filthy. You think she has some... <laughs> Some laying around. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got definitely got it's like a Costco-sized <laughs> penicillin somewhere. Right. I love how Val just almost subliminally just goes filthy, <laughs> filthy, poor, <laughs> filthy. Anyways, I feel bad for her. Just filthy. Hey, and same with this guy. You're screwing around with sharks. You kind of, I don't feel bad for you, really. Mate, I'm gonna jump in the water and. Lasso with shark. What'd you think of that, mate? It's like the pretty guy, funny, wouldn't it? It's like the guy who jumped in with the alligators in Texas or wherever that was. What did he say? F that shark. Right. Or F, F that those, gator. Uh, yeah, F that gator. And he jumps in and the alligator killed him. Killed him. Immediately. I just wonder if, like, did Australian Parliament pass some law where you have to accept the double dog dare? <laughs> I dare you to get in there and slash there that shark. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to be a criminal. <laughs> like it's probably the same guy that was punching that kangaroo in the face. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie yesterday signed the Snooky Law, inspired by the Jersey Shore alum. It bans public speakers, including Snooky 
from earning more than $10,000 per engagement. Uh, she inspired the law. A state assemblyman discovered for one of her appearances, Rutgers University paid her $32,000 of taxpayer money. A lot of lawmakers, understandably, were outraged that she earned more than graduation speaker Nobel Prize winning author <laughs> Toni Morrison. <laughs> However, Bruce Springsteen guitarist Stephen Van Zandt has been grandfathered this week at Rutgers graduation. He'll still be able to take home 35000 Wait, so, what, so what, what, no one can make, at, at, a, at a public university commencement speech, they if can't... It's taxpayer, because the Rutgers speech that Snooki gave was using taxpayer money. Mm. See, so I, I think guess it if should, a private company oh, yeah. wants to pay somebody thirty five grand, they can, but I think it should only apply to the Jersey Shore. Like you should never be able to make more money than that if you're giving tips on what what, what is she telling these kids? Never God tan twice knows. in a day. I learned <laughs> that the tough way. Come on. And another MTV celebrity, Christopher Big Black Boykin, is dead. TMZ says Boykin of the hit show Rob and Big died Tuesday morning. While no official cause of death has been released, multiple sources connected to Boykin believe it was a heart attack. Sunny near 70 today, 50 overnight. It is 48 at DVE. Yeah, Mr. Wednesday is here, uh, Jeff Conkle, and uh, I don't know which one do we do today. Well, let's go with the classic. You shake at his touch and show. you tremble ominous at what tonight. he might say. Yeah, shark effort. And you're looking for Mr. Wednesday. Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday, is hanging out with us here yes, this morning. And uh, it's Mr. game seven tonight. There's bigs going on in our nation's capital besides, uh, you know, the president's investigation for Russia causing him to, for Russian influ- interference, rather, uh, causing him to fire the FBI director. I, th- I just think, can we go back to the fact that Malkin might be a double agent? He could be. <laughs> I just think that that would be the funniest thing if, like, he gives an interview. He's like, yes, we, you know, we do score and we can piss better and we do better. And then he turns around as the lights goes off and just lights up a cigarette. And he's like, well, old boy, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that tonight. <laughs> wow, three different uh, accents from Jeff. Oh, yeah. How about that? I'm breaking them out today. Wow. I mean. Impressive. He was asked, Malkin was, if he was a double agent. I say no. He said no. <laughs> I said no. You know, That's just what he wants you to think. Yeah, it's a typical agent. Uh, Mike's got your sports coming up next. Big game seven, of course, tonight. <sighs> Season is on the line. For the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike gets us ready when we return. On Channel 11 Morning News, we bring you everything you need to know. To- the Power of Poison opens May 27th at Carnegie Museum of Natural History. See the summer blockbuster exhibition first at a special 21-plus event on May 26th. Tickets at afterdark.carnegiemnh.org. Uh, looks like the bridge is still closed in Ambridge, uh, the ambridge Aliquippa Bridge. PennDOT officials closed 65 north. A truck hit a high-water High-pressure water line there yesterday, so that's closed until they uh, can manage to get that repaired. I'm Val Porter, DBE Total Traffic. You know how your brother-in-law says he's got a friend in the tire business? Yeah, just like he's dating a supermodel. My guy, Mr. Tire, does oil changes too. Only $9.99 with the new drive card. Visit MrTire.com. All stores open Memorial Day. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No hot water. No Mr. Water Heater. Call Mr. Water Heater. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta gets you ready for Game 7 tonight between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals, and it doesn't get any better slash nerve-wracking than this. No, it does not. Sports this hour brought to you by Shots Fired and Empire tonight starting at 8 on Fox 53. It is Game 7 tonight, the Penguins and the Washington Capitals. So, Penguin Nation, I have just one question for you. Are you done whining, crying, and pissing, moaning, bitching, panicking? No. And otherwise reacting uh, <laughs> in an inappropriate fashion, given the team that you are allegedly a fan of and the setting that is Game 7 tonight. Are you not, I have a second question, are you not overcome with anticipation over what might happen tonight at the Verizon Center? This is the great, it doesn't get any better than this, Randall, unless it's the third round or the fourth round. It's Game 7! I've heard this the refrain from, from sports media saying, what's everyone panicking about? Can you sit here and look me in the eye and say you're not worried at all? Well, I'm not because I don't care. Well, but unfortunately, from an I do for no reason. From an analytical <laughs> standpoint, I can look you in the eye and say I went back and looked at the tape yesterday of Game 6. Ooh, wow. You watched that again? I did. Because, um, did you watch the Challenger takeoff too? And- <laughs> no. Hindenburg land. I caught Titanic after the Uh, Penguin game. Watch Million Dollar Baby. I have that on the DVR. But this whole thing about the (laughs) shots, which has been going on since the Columbus series, I want to try one more time to explain to people that shots on goal don't matter, the number disparity. It's quality of shots that decides these games. And I looked at the first period in terms of scoring chances for the Pens and Caps. Now, I think... They gave up that horrendous goal in the second period, fell behind 2 nothing. Yeah. It kind of degenerated from there. The third goal was unprofessional. That I don't know why they kind of <laughs> lost it. But in the first period, and, and I remember being at the game and watching it, and yeah, the shots ended up 11-3 Washington, and I'm reading Twitter and people saying, this is one of the worst periods ever, and this is pathetic. But no, it was not. If you think of... Uh, Quality chances and the, the the spot on the ice where you get those. Imagine a couple of lines coming out from each goal post and going to the top of the faceoff circle. Mm-hmm. And what, whatever geometric that figure box, that is. Yeah. But think, think of that area of the ice as a different color. That's the quality area from which to shoot. If you get the puck there and you get a shot off, you got a pretty good chance to score. Or you should, if you know what you're doing. Caps had six of those and the Pens had four. Now, obviously, opportunity means it doesn't necessarily result in a shot on goal. If you shoot it wide, if you pass up the shot, which they did for whatever reason a couple times. And, Randy, I want to go right back to that Crosby-Sheary play that I was talking about. Right off the bat, they win the faceoff. They get mm-hmm. it deep. Two-man forecheck. They're pressuring the caps. Crosby winds up coming from behind the net after a cycle, and he flips a pass over a cap stick, and Sheary's on the far post ready to bang it in. And it hits Hornquist, the shaft of his stick. Hornquist is on the near post. Sheary's on the far post. And the puck flitters a little, and, and Sheary misses the tip in. I thought it was Sheary's stick that he was trying to sort of, like, uh, volley it out of the air. He was, but it, 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 Crosby was trying what they call a saucer pass, which right. is over 
a defenseman stick. Yeah. And I'll tell you, they were they were close to banging one in in the first minute, which changes the scenario, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm not telling you this because I'm a penguin slappy. I'm just I know. I, I don't <laughs> think it was as bad, uh, or it could have been as bad as it was. Um, but there was more. I mean, the collapse was really it came the, a little... the issue. Hey, look, if they lost two nothing or three nothing, Mike, I don't think people would yeah. have been as dismayed as the okay. way. Okay, decent point. But you know, would you feel any better, little girl, if they jumped out of windows? But you that's get, you get one loss, whether you get beat three two in overtime or seven to nothing. And then you flush it and you go on to the next yeah, game. Yeah, but if, that if, means if the rest of the time they weren't exactly putting on a level of play that makes you confident for the game going forward. If it was them and their minds acquiescing and going, all right, well, we're going to concede this one and just get out of here healthy. I don't think they did that. I think they came unglued for whatever reason. They got frustrated. That's the part that I think they is. They gave up a couple of goals that are uncharacteristic and the kind you just can't give up yeah. in critical postseason play but I think they know that don't you I mean well the thing that makes me nervous Mike is that they said that that's what happened in uh game five for that five minute span in in the third period they said they got a little tight they lost their game which they don't really do and then all of a sudden game six happens and you go "Uh uh-oh did they just hit a wall as a fan that's I mean you're you're just you're paranoid that that the whole thing's just come undone and that this team is just, it's done. Because they've been playing so much damn hockey. I just feel like once Sidney Crosby starts showing signs of being frustrated, which he for sure was last game, that's when it's time to start panicking a little bit. Because he was getting really irritated with, he with was. how he was getting And played. there was a couple of things that happened the, uh, the when he got uh, tripped as uh, Holtby was clearing a puck yep. on the power play. And that's when he ended Played up the hitting boards. the boards. I think what got him really pissed off was Malkin getting, or not Malkin, uh, Hornquist getting cross-checked in the back by Orpik on that power play while he was shooting, yeah. and, and there was no call. And that was, again, that was another example where they got the puck right where you want to get it on the stick of a guy you want to have it, and it ended up being a shot wide because Orpik cross-checked Hornquist in the back. Now, Is you that know, the one where he took the skate in the eye? Yes. Yeah. So you got yeah, that was egregious. You got to uh, play through the officiating, but that should have been a penalty. It should have been a two-man advantage. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is the first period was not nearly as bad as as people reacted it to being. So uh, the whole they got to get off to a better start theory, I'm not buying. What they got to do tonight is win the game, and uh, they got to win the game by whatever means they have to win the game. If that means they have to get off to a great start, fine. If that means they have to come back in the third period like the Caps did in Game Five. Got to do that. If it means Flurry's got to be tremendous, so be it. If it means Crosby or Malkin or Kessel or one of the other top players have to be the top players, so be it. There's not one way to do it. You just got to figure out the way it needs to be done that mm-hmm. night and get it done. Uh, we'll see uh, what they come up with. My buddy sent me a soothing text message because I'm I'm in the anxiety crowd here. He said that uh, <laughs> just remember that the Penguins lost five to zero to the Red Wings and we beat them in seven games too. So yeah. it can be done. This has been kind of the same game throughout the series, but the result has been different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the Caps are, are out shooting them and the Caps have the puck more, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the Lusitania is going to sink in 18 minutes and a lot of people are going <laughs> to die. Also saw a little history channel. Not, nice oh, okay. reference there. That's yeah. good.
<laughs> you looked around like you wanted more credit for yeah. that. Yeah, no, I like that one. That was a, it was a hell of a transition. I went from the, the first period of the hockey I, yeah, game yeah. to the Lusitania. Yeah, that, was... that got us into World War One, right, Mikey? It did, and they were warned. By the way, the Germans yes. told them, "Don't come into our, don't yeah. come into the zone, don't come into the scoring area." Right, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna cross check you. And but said, we ah. had to send our crews into the dirty area. <laughs> that's how you get to England. Um, <laughs> No, that's France. <laughs> Penguins lines yesterday, uh, Mike Sullivan. Th- this is uh, not exactly ideal. He's he's groping. Sullivan is for the lines. Uh, Crosby between Gensel and Rust, Malkin with Kunitz and Kessel, Benino, Sheary and Hornquist, and Cullen, Haglin and Kuhnhackle. That's not how they ended it in Game Six. That's not how that and how they ended it in Game Six was different from how they had started. In Game Six, uh, Barry Trotz, on the other hand, since he dropped Alex Ovechkin to the third line and uh, moved Andre Burakovsky up to the first round, things going pretty swimmingly in DC. Well, you know, since we made the move, I think the you know the, the lines have been pretty effective for us. Uh, uh, you know, we, it was to spread it out a little bit, but also get some guys going. I think uh, obviously Andre had I thought would have a real strong game. I thought. Uh, you know our, our three lines that uh, use more in the offensive uh, part of the game. They were really good, and I thought tonight, uh, you know, our fourth line with with Beagle and and Winnick and and whoever I put on that other side were really really uh, productive for us as well. So um, yeah, we had a sort of good four line approach. I think it shows in the in the minutes. And what he meant there, he was rotating that guy. It wasn't the same yeah. guy. Because they only had 11 forwards yeah, dressed. It wasn't so. like he couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, and whoever that other guy is, I don't know. <laughs> he was really good. It was Oshie a lot, and uh, Oshie was pretty good. Uh, Burakovsky's been tremendous in this series. Yeah, since they made that move. I, I didn't think that was the uh, right thing to do, but so far it's been. Uh, if you're into uh, the numbers historically, as Doc Emmerich likes to say, it's history, not prophecy. Penguins are 3-0 all-time against the Capitals in Game 7s. 1992, 1995, and 2009. They are 5-0 all-time on the road in Game 7s. The Ottawa Senators are awaiting the winner after beating the Rangers 4-2 last night. The Ottawa Senators are in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, that stinks. Only because it's just not a fun matchup for the Penguins if they get through. would much rather go through New York and Henry and all of the history. We did that last year. Home teams are uh, 97 and 67 all time in game sevens. Team that scores first is 124 and 42. So, Bill, I guess if the Caps pot one in early, you can just shut it off. And it's good to know. Oh, I probably will. Go, go from yeah. there. And if it goes overtime, which uh, 40 game sevens all time have required, 24.1%, the road team has 120 and the home team has 120. If it goes overtime, I can't, I can't watch. I'm going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Reorganize your tool bench. Yeah. As Sullivan told his players yesterday, this is why you play. It doesn't really matter what happened in game one. It doesn't really matter what happened in game three. It doesn't really matter what happened in game six. What matters is, happens, is what happens tonight. Good deal. This is great. It's a great thing. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Relish it. Get knee deep in it. Or you can be like me and cower in fear. Or you can do that. Really, Wednesday. What's the fun in that, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff Kunkel. Oh, it's fun. Cowers more. <laughs> when we return, DVE. On Channel 11 Morning News, we bring you... Oh, yeah. 
It's the DVE Morning Show, and it's Game 7 tonight between the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Braden Holpe, goaltender for the, the, uh, the, the Capitals, talked about seeing his sports psychologist or talking to his sports psychologist after Game 2. You know, it was uh, a, long, a good long talk with uh, my sports psych guy in, in Edmonton and um, broke things back down to the, to the basics. Um, you know, really focused, you know, basically said that you know, the puck doesn't know it's a big game. Um, it's just, you know, do what you do. That's, I- see, that was the problem. Somebody told Flurry's puck it was a big game on game six. <laughs> Got to look for that smile early in the game. Yeah. It was a little tight on. Oh, yeah. The other night. Didn't see the chicklets as much as you usually do. Nope. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, you weren't here. I said the other day, I read an article in, in the paper over the weekend, the Post-Gazette, that Holtby has been seeing a sports psychologist since he was 14. 14. What the I mean, hell he, are you talking to a sports a psychologist for at that age? If his parents were getting him sports psychology sessions. Or they just told him it was a sports psychologist <laughs> and it was your run-of-the-mill shrink. Around the house, Braden, but yeah. we'd also like you to see a sports psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> no, this has nothing to do with you burying rabbits in the backyard. <laughs> that match doesn't head. know it's your house. No, this is about your hockey career. At any rate, let's hope that the puck does know it's a big game as far as Braden Holpe's concerned tonight. I am very nervous for this. Uh, the song? What? Oh. Yeah. Okay, you don't, you know. It. You haven't hey. played it yet today. All right, hold on. We got to get on it. Give it a Ah, oh, yeah. I'm moving out for Bonino till the end of the night. He's strong and he's fast and he scores and he passes and he doesn't dive all over the ice. Honey, Bonino. I say no. I'm out for Bonino before I get to Ryan. I say no. He's got to be sure. I say no. I say no. All right. Okay, he was the hero against the Caps last year. He ended that series. It can happen again tonight in D.C. Now let me ask you guys this. Watching a game... Seven. How will you watch game seven? Because I have had a little bit of criticism for my unwillingness to go watch it with a group of people. I can't. Yeah, I don't think I could either. Mm Mm-mm. Not you mean in a bar? Yep. Nah. No, I need to be home alone. Gotta focus. Where, see, I, I can't because the place where I watch the Penguins game is right above the room where my son sleeps. So if I want to rip a couple <laughs> F-bombs off, it's not going to it's not going to go over Ear well. Muffs. No, so, it, hey, you've got to you've got to do the, the I gotta inside crank up, voices. I, I got to crank pants. I got to crank up the white noise machine before right. I really let her let her fly. <laughs> so will you go out or what are you, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just sort of despondent at this point. I, 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 I'm going to have to I'm going to have to leave probably the house at some point well didn't you say you were in a group text with your friends yeah and they're just they, they, i just don't want to be alone tonight <laughs> <laughs> take me home tonight yeah i don't know i just you'll be with you'll be at your crib oh yeah 
No question. But if you were, if Serena was like, let's go, uh, my friend Sheila is having a party and everyone's going to go and let's go over there and watch it. I'd say tell Sheila to Joe Buck herself. <laughs> I'm watching it at home by myself. I hate Sheila. <laughs> I've never liked Sheila. She sucks. I don't. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get together with friends tonight and have hey, like a big shebang, sure. cool. Everybody's different. I mean, there are many games where I do like to do that. Yeah. You feel like the stakes are too high for frivolity and and yep. uh, and. The problem is this. No, if Jeff, it goes bad, I want to be at home. Yes, because I don't want to spend any money. I don't want to go anywhere. This is why I didn't go to an election night party. I don't. <laughs> you think things are going to go south? I yeah. I don't want people to see me in case it does go south. Despondent. Because I don't want to have to control myself. From being embarrassingly distraught. Sulky. And then they can see that window. It's just I'm too vulnerable. And it might be like, hey, this is our neighbor. So-and-so is here, too. You know what I mean? Like, it could all of a sudden you're dealing Mm -hmm. with third and tertiary friends who now are seeing your most raw emotion. No, okay. If that's the case, no. You need to be with the core of people. Like, the only people that I'm going to be around tonight, potentially, is people who I've known for at least one decade. Inner circle people. Yeah. You can't be in one of those, oh, we're all going to bring a dip, and uh, (laughs) so-and-so's coming. You'll like him. Actually, it's funny because Serena doesn't like to go watch games in – and in other places, in those kind of settings, because she says, I'm a girl, other girls talk to me, and I can't yeah. watch the oh, game. Yeah, they think I'm just like them, and I'm not just like them. I kicked a friend of mine out of a, uh, a game, game three of the World Series this year between the Cubs and the Indians. I had three friends over, and this friend said, what are you doing? I said, we're watching the game. And she goes, oh, cool, I'll come by and have a couple beers. I was like, okay, great. She came and just was just talking to everybody nonstop. Our eyes are glued to the TV. It's like, you know, the Friday night game between Zip the company and, and just, <laughs> and I finally just went, hey, you know, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we got two different ideas of, what, of what's going on hey. down here. And she was not very, she was like, oh, oh okay, well, fine, well, screw you guys. And then kind of left and I was like, I'm, I was very clear what was going on down here. You know, this is this is uh, my my wife is just not a sports fan at all. And like like yesterday, she was like, "Oh yeah, is Game Seven tomorrow?" And I was like, "Screw you!" Right. <laughs> like, how do you not care? How do you not care? I, I was didn't like, need "Oh yeah, yesterday, honey." <laughs> oh yeah, you have a normal, healthy relationship with sports, <laughs> which is it doesn't affect your life at all whatsoever. <laughs> right? I got to be around people that cheer like me. I can't be introduced to somebody who doesn't like the same players that I don't like. Here, I also don't like when people stay positive the whole time. Doesn't that make you mad? Mm-hmm. See, I know oh, Mike yeah. wants to get everybody positive, but I like, you know, if the Capitals score the first goal, I want to start bitching right away oh, yeah. with some people. I go negative early yeah. and I never come back. Connor <laughs> Sheary's just going to be getting attacked the whole time, you know, <laughs> right. so. But that, isn't that a nightmare, though, if you were, like, all of a sudden pressed into having to watch the game, like, at some sort of neighborhood function, oh. and then everybody could just see you at your worst? Yeah. Worse. Not the worst, but where it, somebody hates somebody that you love, like oh, look at right. Hornquist. Oh God, he sucks. Why don't they scratch him? Yeah, and you'd be like, you're what? an idiot. Yeah, what are you crazy? <laughs> so it's tough tonight because there are two things we know: you don't go to bed early if they win, and you don't go to bed early if they lose. 
No, the only got, difference is you got to ride it a little bit. One, <laughs> you go to bed a little happy, pretty really happy and relieved, mm-hmm. and so you you want to enjoy that that release of the tension of watching that game. It doesn't allow you to just go right to sleep. You got to watch some highlights. You got to see what commenters are saying. Oh yeah, stuff like that. Now they lose. Ugh. You have to turn the channel. They you, lose. It's a double burn being on this show. Because I got to deal yeah, with the emotional, and then I know we're going to talk about it for four hours. Right. Oh, good. It's going to be a funeral show tomorrow. Mm, that's what you have to do. Figure out how are you going to cope. I'm telling you, if they if they go down, if they're if they're trailing by the second period, I'm I'm going to listen to the game <laughs> in my garage on the radio, <laughs> right? Like real old school. I'll just that have a beer, sit in a chair with one with one dangling <laughs> light swaying back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, on a Wednesday night. Hey, Mr. Wednesday, you can make the stars Oh, yeah. Let's hope they align. I just see Jeff pouring a glass of bourbon (laughs) by himself in the shadows. (laughs) Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday. The uh, roast of Darth Vader you guys did last Thursday night looked so funny. It's hilarious. Everyone gets in costumes, and it's it's just a good... Fun time. Everyone write. I, I said that pretty much all the comedians have written more jokes for these roasts than they did their actual act. <laughs> yeah. which, they, you know, it's not really good division of labor, but oh well, it's still fun. So, uh, and I, I retweeted the the uh, post you you blogged uh, about it and, put, and added some pictures. It looked really funny, and uh, hopefully, you, know, you guys will end up doing one of those again. Uh, in the near future, but you got something else coming up soon. Yeah, we got the uh, the unplanned uh, comedy. It's down in uh, Lawrenceville. It's uh, right around 56th Street. I'm going to be on a show down there with uh, John Dick Winters, uh, Molly Shero, and Isaac Crow this Saturday. Uh, Alex DePulo kind of hosts it, so you, you know yeah. Alex and John are friends of the show and everything like yeah. that. So he's trying to get that room started down there. It's, it's a nice place. I've never been there before, but Lawrenceville's popping, so if you're a hip millennial on a fixed-gear bike, Pedal your way down there and uh, <laughs> and uh, check out some comedy. Right awesome. on. Uh, and what night is that again? That's on uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Unplanned Major. Comedy, 56th Street in Lawrenceville. Perfect. What time does that show start? I think 9. Okay, good deal. Uh, Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday. Thanks, man. Thanks. Val's got news next. We got? Well, what is Harvard doing to make teenagers softer, and do women get the seven-year itch? Eh, more like eight and a half years. We'll talk about it coming up. Log on to dv.com. Play along at home. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.